Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth from Grove Racing. Every time we hit the track, we rely on Gates premium parts to help us perform under extreme conditions. Serpentine, cooling and timing systems are critical for your engine's performance. Inspecting and replacing all system components at the same time will ensure your vehicle is ready to tackle any challenge. Protect your ride with Gates. Available from Repco, Napa Auto Parts, super cheap and reputable auto stores. G'day, this is the Gates Revolimiter Summer Series with Andrew Clark. Hello race fans. And yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. In this series, we review each team of the 22 season. But it's a big job, so to help us, we've enlisted auto action owner and managing editor Bruce Williams to help us unpack it all. So without further chit chat, welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Auto Action Supercar Teams Review. Doing the auto action team review of 2022, ranked in 11th, last place, actually a bit surprised, but uh, his premier racing, James Golding, you gave him a B. He finished in 25th, but uh, there's a reason for that. Gary Jacobson, you gave a D, finished in 26th. And their third driver, which only had two cars, Chris Pither, he got a C, he finished 20th. Now, there was a driver change mid-season. Gary Jacobson stepped out, James Golding moved in. I actually really liked James Golding. I thought he was doing some good things. Yeah, no, he did. He did some really good things when he came in. Like He, he looked like he belonged right from the start, which was impressive. Um, but if we just quickly touch on Jacobson, you know, at the Grand Prix, I thought Jacobson was probably the best driver there in terms of overperforming. And from there, it was all downhill. And uh, his run at Darwin was so catastrophic, you know, with the amount of cars that he hit and damaged and put off the track that Peter Schaberis said, uh, that's it, buddy, we're done. Um, and he didn't even have a new driver lined up. So there was a pretty frantic couple of weeks where he was trying to get a new driver. And, you know, he spoke to a few other people who were committed to other teams, etc. Uh, and then he prized James Golding out of Team 18 from its Bathurst drive. Um, and that was a really good move. James Golding's been very good, I think. Um, unfortunate Gold Coast event where he caused that massive pile-up. But, uh, you know, you can't hurt a young kid for having a crack, can you? But, uh, you know, but he, he did all right. And um, as I say, if you combine the two scores of Jacobson and Golding in the points, you know, you get him up to 22nd in the championship. But if you said that Golding did one race less than half a championship, and you doubled his score, then he was 17th spot in the championship. Um, and given where this team is and where it started from, remember, everybody thinks they bought the Techno team. They didn't really. They bought a license, and they bought two dud cars that they had to put together. So they built a lot from nowhere, this team. And uh, they're on the rise. Um, their plans for next year are pretty impressive. And, uh, you know, I think, um, yeah, good year for them. Um, Golding, I thought, was great. Chris Pither, you know, good bloke, but he was steady. Well, Bruce... Zerebus is putting a lot of resources into this team. What's his goal? Peter is a very successful businessman. His premier hire services, if you're driving around anywhere in the country and you're seeing roadworks or constructions, there's a fair chance if you look at the signage, it's got a premier hire logo on it. So he knows how to run a business. The interesting thing about Peter is that he's been a long-term drag racing person. He's a successful a, one too. Yeah, he's got a big investment in, in the thing that he's into now is top fuel and um, uh, he's been successful. He, I'm pretty sure he won the top fuel series last year, but he certainly won some events. And so if you imagine that something that's got three or 4,000 horsepower, drinks nitromethanol and, and uh, goes down the, the, well, they don't run quarter mile anymore, but... 
you know, they're doing 350 kilometres an hour in the space of a few seconds. He obviously understands what it what it means to go racing. He's successful. So he was originally a sponsor of what, what was in the last year of Team Sydney, as it was then. And during the course of that year, he obviously saw some potential and there was an opportunity presented himself and he took, took over the licence of the team and yeah, I mean, there was some suggestion that, you know, it was it came out of the ashes of that, but it wasn't really. He bought a licence and literally he started from scratch. I think it was 10 or 11 weeks out from the start of the first race. He, he sent both the uh, cars that he had, which were Bitzers, back to Triple Eight, and I think they were both completely rebuilt and, and put back into similar specifications. And um, he came, he started the season with two drivers, Gary Jacobson and Pither, with a Chris Pither obviously was associated with the Coca-Cola sponsorship and the Subway sponsorship may have had something to do with that as well. They started out okay and they built and they built and built. And I think, you know, at the end of the season, they were a genuine team. They they delivered results. Golding showed pace. He regularly qualified in the top 10. And, yeah, I mean, the team looked pretty, pretty good. They looked pretty solid. And, uh, in fact, I think they... Although we ranked them last in the ranking, um, I think you could, if if it was me choosing them on, on based on um, performances and whatever, I think they probably batted above their weight from where they started out. Yeah, and remember the eleventh is where I think they started the season. It's not necessarily where they finished. So you'll see when we do our season preview where we think they're ranking. But I think the clever part from Peter Shaberis was deciding that you know we're not going to build this thing and run it. In, in a you know as ourselves in a sense we're going to become a triple eight team you know so we're going to use rely on triple eight we're going to put things back to triple eight we're going to get them to sort out what we're doing they share data with triple eight you know so they've got all of the stuff they've been very smart about how they're going to do this thing um so he wants to race he doesn't want to be an engineering business he wants to be a racer um so he's building a race team and that, that's what i like about what they're doing and uh, you know they're going to be fearsome next year i think they're going to they are they will actually have the potential to win races next year whereas this year we thought they were just lucky to be there at all the way they started yeah i think next year there's no doubt they've got two gun drivers i mean tim slade's a great driver and young james golding i rate really highly and yeah he he crashed at the gold coast which at any other track we wouldn't have even noticed he would have speared off the track and come back and probably not even lost a spot but he encountered a tire bundle and a concrete wall and (laughs) five other cars which sort of tore the ass out of his day but um you know young young um young james is a is a really nice kid um he's a hard charger and i would expect again they're going to start the season with um with two brand new cars just like everybody else it's going to be basically triple eight cars. i think triple eight will build the cars for them two young drivers maybe where they're maybe where they need to build is um on their engineering side of things, they maybe maybe they need a bit of strength in that department. But I know they've had some good appointments of late, and um, hmm. yeah, I, I think they as a they they should be and could be a surprise, you know, performer next year. So James Golding's done half a season, and he's got more top ten finishes than Thomas Randall. Yeah, you know, I reckon that's a pretty impressive outcome for a for a young kid coming in, being dropped in from nowhere. I always noticed him. I always saw James Golding out there. There's certain drivers just pop up in front of you when you're watching the racing, and James Golding was one of them. Yeah. No, I think it was a really good season by James. I mean, I, obviously I thought it was okay because I gave him a B. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see if he settles in 
you know, for a whole season that he's going to actually rise up those ranks. And uh, I think all the, all the ingredients are there for you know, a driver like James Golding, who is really good, to really capitalise on it. And and if I would not be surprised. This team can win races next year. Um, make no doubt about it. I think you're right, Andrew. I think James Young James is a bit like a uh, SVG in a certain rate, a certain way. When he got that drive halfway through the year, there was no guarantee that he was going to have that drive for this next season in 23. So he sort of had a bit to prove. And you know, starting the season out next year with a bit of testing in this in an established team, uh, it'll be established for both of them. It'll be another year under their belt for both of them effectively. And again, they'll be starting on an even playing field and they'll be sharing data with Triple Eight. And, you know, again, these, these, this could be a team that, that, you know, stuns a few people because they really do have the capability of, of bouncing up pretty hard from where they are right now. Yeah, he looked so at home, I thought. So, um, you know, I, yeah, it was really, really good debut for him. Um, settled in beautifully. So, yeah, a great season for But, but don't forget, he... he he had been racing pretty regularly. He'd been doing the Formula S5000. He'd been doing, um, I think he'd been racing in, in TCR. And he was, I think, from memory, a full-time GRM driver at one stage towards the end of their program. So, you know, he he fell out of the back of the supercar thing two or three years ago and been given an opportunity to come back. And um, good luck to him. He's grabbed it and he's, he's delivered. In fact, he's come in. He's come in and he's jumped above a whole heap of other teams that were were uh, drivers, rather, that had been in full-time for a long time. Yeah, and you love a guy who can come in and, and see an opportunity and really grasp it and say, you know, I'm not here just to make up the numbers. I want to do something. And I reckon his attitude about it all and the way you saw him going about it, is that what he wanted to do? He doesn't want to just be there. He doesn't want to make up the numbers. Um, and we know he's good enough to not just make up the numbers. So, yeah, I, I expect really big things from him and I expect big things from this team next year. Anything else you want to add to these guys? No, I think we covered off. The main thing is that, you know, they just, they didn't start out as, tick for, as techno, as everybody said. Very good point. Each week, find out what the men behind the V8 news know and what the drivers and teams are going to do next. It's interviews and opinions on Inside Supercars. My predecessor, Roland Dane, did a very, very good job. We're no longer shareholders of the build business. Personally, I think a 500 in the build up to the 1,000 is, is a good thing. Tune in for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.